Legends time. Great mission. And the council round. <laughs> Must be the leg had a turtle. I'm a big turtle person, so that's why. <laughs> oh, nice meeting last night, Ray. Oh, yeah? How long was it? One hour. Oh, that's not, congratulations. Yeah. That's not bad at all. It was very nice. I got to sleep in a little bit. We like that. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot to get to, as there always is with city council meetings. But last night was a committee of the whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some citizens addressing the council, some new business from aldermen. Um, Who chaired the meeting? Alderman Chuck Redpath, Ward right. 1. So he's he's chugging right along, mm-hmm. taking care of business. They've got this ordinance going there and that ordinance going here. And and um, then all of a sudden, there was a little bit of confusion about, uh, you know, just about 10 minutes into the meeting. Uh, and, and Alderman Redpath, he, he had to, like, get control of things. So here's Alderman Hanauer wondering, well, what's what's going on? Where are we at? Is there a second? What, is it to, to approve or deny? I, what what's the motion um, have to be? What what? Uh... So they didn't really know what was going on. I mean, it's reminiscent back to the days of you know, Alderman McMinniman. Excuse me, Mayor. What are we voting on? So sometimes things can get you know a little jumbled when they're just speaking out. You know. Ordinance number 2018-57-74-1BA. You know, it can get a little confusing at times. Yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah, and then even uh, Clerk Lesko, who is usually pretty good at, uh, you know, spitballing and, and getting numbers and facts and figures. And stuff. Right, next meeting. Would you get $5 here, now 10 $10 here, now 15 $15 here, 15 down 20 $20. Yeah, he, he's proficient in that as an auctioneer, right? Well, he, he got a little slipped up. Last night. For the Springfield oh, Rail Improvement Project night. for the Office of Public Works. 2018, 432. 33. 433. No, no. Sorry. All right, hold on. I'm confused. We're, oh we're doing 430, 433, huh. and 34. Okay. Thank you. All right, so Red Path was able to get it back on course. They got less goat. All right. <laughs> We've been there, man. Uh, and then people got jumpy all of a sudden. Mm. Like, they're just chugging right along. They did a bunch of omnibus bills. They put them all together and voted on them. And, and they're going right along, and they get to another ordinance, and the clerk starts reading that ordinance. Finance, 2018, 435. Motion, please, on consent. Motion for consent. You guys, why don't you wait a minute until I recognize you, please, because you're getting me confused. We're, we're, go ahead and read this. Okay. Surprised <laughs> he didn't like Gosh! <laughs> so uh, Red Path was able to keep things on track. All right, so things are back. No, on- it didn't sound like he was keeping anything on track. <laughs> Can I point that out? It didn't sound like it. <laughs> so we really haven't, you know, a lot of it was just this ordinance and that ordinance, so it wasn't uh, too interesting. But then they started actually getting into some uh, substantive things and back on course. Approving FY20 <clears throat> health insurance premiums and the health benefit summary plan description for the city of Springfield active, non-union, and non-active retired participants for the Office of Human Resources. So essentially, they're getting their health plan ready for for retirees. And um, if you've followed the council for a long time since Alderman McMiniman's been on it, he has been very um, cautious about the spending on health uh, benefits and things like that and pensions and so on. So he wants to get an update on what's going on with the financials when it comes to health insurance. Mr. Mayor, to your credit and to the credit of the administration, a year ago we implemented what we hope to be significant cost containment um, changes to our health plans. So 
again, now would be a good time um, to ask your department heads to provide information regarding whether we're having um, a success resulting from those cost uh, containment um, steps that we've Im implemented, such as the um, walk-in health um, clinic that, that we have for city employees. So how much is that saving the city? You know, it's, it'd be good to get an update yeah, on did it work? what are some of the provisions that they've put in place and how much has it saved. And uh, you had uh, Budget Director McCarty there talking a bit about the costs. That we're recommending relatively fat or flat increases in contributions from both the city and the employees and the retirees is proof that the provisions we put in place and the work that we did last year on the committee is paying dividends. The mayor uh, says, listen, we're going to get more details about this next week. Yeah, I think Director McCarty's <coughs> given a financial report uh, next week so he can include that portion of it as well. Happy to, but it'll make it longer, just so you all know. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Extremely disappointed. <laughs> Alderman Turner's reactions. <laughs> yes. She is so yeah, aghast. Director McCarty's given a financial report uh, next week so he can include that portion of it as well. Happy to, but it'll make it longer, just so you all know. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Bring your dinner, Doris. That's going to cost yeah. you. Can we order pizza? <laughs> so we're going to have a long one next week. Darn it. All right. Um. So he moved yeah, on. Greg, Greg might need an intern next week. Something, right? Um, so moving on, um, City of Springfield's looking at another tax increase. Oh boy, another oh boy. one. Another one. Uh, this is a. a it, it's the levy. They're increasing the levy. Okay. All right. So ultimately, what that means is, you know, they're gonna increase how much they're gonna take for uh, pensions. So here's, they have to do it in two different steps. Here's the first step. 438, resolution estimating real property taxes to be levied to partially fund the statutory contribution of the police and fire pension funds. Nolderman McMiniman uh, wants more details about what this is all about. Well, he's not what a fan was our of police and estimated fire levy last year, and what's the estimated levy this year, and what's the percentage of change? So we can deliver that for next week, but it would have been nice to have it in the documents bill, to be honest. Okay, I can tell you right now if you want. Sure, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, last year, we estimated about 22.1. This year, we're looking going up a little bit higher, 1% increase. So 1% increase on that uh, property tax levy for police and fire pensions. And uh, got Alderman. So this uh, is only a resolution. It's a truth and taxation requirement. The actual levy will be in an ordinance that comes before you next month. So this is the first stage of this debate. So they put it on debate. You're going to hear a lot more about We're going to get it out there. and Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that, taxpayers. Mm -hmm. uh, then we've got um, Alderman McMiniman uh, talking about uh, a group of um, um, various appointments that the mayor made, and they put them all together. They lumped them all together. Uh, and uh, Alderman McMiniman talks about how some are paid and some aren't. Most of these are non-paid positions. They're, the oh, Civil Service Commission is a paid position, as I recall. D does anybody know what the amount is per month? On or Civil, the Service, Civil Service Commission. Commission? I don't know the exact amount. I believe it's approximately $316. A month. Okay. A month. Let me ask you, if you were named, if the mayor named you to something, would you yep. serve on a board? Yeah, totally. Okay. What if it's not paid? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I think I would. 
It would be work, but it's, you know, it's for the community. Um, How do you ask? Could you imagine? Oh, Ray, we're going to name you to a board. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, great. And it's going to be this much work. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, good. Uh, when when does it start? Well, we want to start next week. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. As soon as you get approved, we want to start. Oh, that's wonderful. Great. Um, I got a question. Yeah. Is yeah. this a paid or unpaid thing? Um, It's unpaid. All right, see you later. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to get appointed to the Civil Service Board, apparently. That's what it pays. I'm not get sure paid what that is. What do they do? Month. They vote on things like for civil service, for police and fire. Oh, so, so hiring yeah. tax uh, standards and whatnot. So while the Civil Service Commission person was up there to uh, address Alderman McMillan's question, you had Alderman Turner bring up something that she wanted to get uh -oh. info on. I asked for... The name, gender, and race of the of the applicants over the last three years that have been rejected by the Civil Service Commission, and I still have not received that information. I apologize if I didn't get that to you. I will get yeah, that it's to been, you. Over the last three years, you said? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I requested it almost a year ago. Jeez. And are you looking specifically, because there's so many places they can wash out. They could wash out in the background. They could no, wash out I, psychological. I, 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 want, I want to know those that were, that were specifically rejected by a vote of the Civil Service Commission. Hmm. And again, it could be either of those things. It could be the background or the psychological, but Doesn't I will get that, you that yeah, information. That'd be great. Thank Certainly. you. And I apologize for the delay. That's fine. She's been waiting a year for that mm. info. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. And then... In the conversation about all of these different appointments that were made, and they put them all together to vote on them, uh, to move them forward, Alderman DeCenso pointed out something. Uh -oh. one, one more point I would just like to make. Um, last week, I believe we approved eight people, all men. Um, this week, we do have one woman. Um, I'd like to see parity in these appointments. I think that if, we, if you are appointing people to, or whoever's appointing people, there should be a gender balance. I don't think that's asking too much. And the city said, we understand that. We work towards that. It's a struggle. It's a challenge to find women that want to serve on these boards and commissions. Really? Apparently. So, um, yeah, you got to take into residency mm. into consideration. You got to take into consideration whether or not the person wants to volunteer and be somebody who's a pay unpaid member Ooh, of a board unpaid. or commission. Oh, okay. uh, so, <laughs> so, so, see, that's why it becomes <laughs> difficult all of a sudden. All right, so coming back, we'll get into uh, new business. I know a lot better people than me that would gladly serve yeah. on the board, <laughs> And a lot of them happen to be women. Yeah. I think that's sure. not too much to ask for is, you know. Just having some the equity city, there. And, the yeah. city's about 50-50. I don't know sure. what the city, did, but let's let's keep well, I mean, it, you know. Society's about 50-50. Yeah. But uh, coming back, we'll get into new business. Uh, we'll also hear from some citizens addressing the council and more. It's right here with the Council Roundup. I love it. The Ray Lotto Morning Show Council Roundup continues in just a moment. For fair act. Update, Ray. Uh-oh. Got a message from an alderman. Uh-oh. Who will remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Because they were not uh, given the permission to speak. All right. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, Alderman DeCenso said that according to census data, 54% of Springfield is women. Yeah, I think that's nationally. I think there's more women than men. Which is a shame that I got married so young because, I'll be honest, there's a lot of me to go around. I think it's a shame. I really do. No, she's maybe... Uh, yeah, I listen, I, I'm shocked that there aren't 
there aren't the same number of men and women on, on boards and commissions. Yeah, yeah. that's. I got to be honest. I was a little shocked to hear her say that. Uh, I'm glad we played it. Good she uh, points it out. Yeah. And why, I'm, like why? I said, I'm glad you played it because I think that some people need to know. I bet yeah. I bet the majority of people have no, no idea, idea. No this was going on. Right, right. So Alderman DeCenso, um, good to, good to have her on the uh, the council there, and, and it kind of highlights every council member's ability to bring a different perspective mm-hmm. to the city council. That's why having elected representatives in this fashion is so important. Uh, but Alderman DeCenso also there, not just to talk about gender inequality with boards and commissions, but she's also there to talk about construction projects mm-hmm. that are taking too darn long. And that are getting in people's way when they get home. Um, the contractor didn't start road work on Woodland till 3:30 today. So on my it's way here tonight, they're just getting started. What? People are just getting home from work. They're telling they can't, you know, they can't get into their driveways. They can't get onto their own street. I think they'd be doing construction like uh, overnight or in the morning. I understand this is residential areas. Yeah, they're so. gonna do it overnight and 3:30 is way too in the late. In the afternoon, yeah, that's way. Get too started late. like eight o'clock. Yeah, people are off at school and such forth. So yeah. uh, Alderman Desenso continues. These projects all started Labor Day weekend, so they started in May. It's October. It shouldn't take that long. And uh, public Labor works. Day is a more May's Memorial Day. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> Public Works Director Mahoney. Right. What we've done is usually we use November fifteenth because of the weather change, so they're required to get the work done before that. What we're seeing is they're learning to spread themselves out, so they'll start they work do. like you're talking about at Memorial Day around then. No, so they don't they have to hire out. more Generally, people. We tell them right. to go in and do the prep work. You need to be back within two to three weeks, or we even get three to four. But what's happened, exactly what you brought up, it's been several months right now. Yeah. So we've actually talked about making some changes yeah. to the contract. Some changes to that contract. Yeah. Season. Hopefully that will help, and that won't happen. Get, these, get them in and out. I'll give you the real reason. If you want the real reason, it's money. They're, they're cheap, and yeah. they don't want to hire people to work on the road crews. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's usually money. because you know this whole bidding process, and they got these guys that right. have these these road crews that do the work, and they they bid them out. Mm-hmm. And this is like sidewalks and and yes, this and, isn't uh, this isn't city workers. This yeah. is, these are usually private firms, and they don't want to hire extra people. They want to keep more of that money. I they, I think yes. they do need to rein that in because uh, you know residents are just they see this and it gets the very municipalities have to say yeah. tough. You yeah. know what? Either you done. hire people or or we're not giving you these right. contracts. It, you get it done in two weeks or yes. or, or else you're done. The, if you want to bring some on, just bring somebody on for you know I don't even know what they'd call. It, but yeah. hire somebody for weeks at a time and let them go. Trust me, uh, there are communities in this city where people will gladly yeah. take a manual labor job for three, four weeks if it's going to pay well. Yeah. Um, Alder DeCenso uh, continues to, you know, she she's frustrated about the delay. She's frustrated, frustrated with when it's starting. And at the same time, she's also appreciative of what they're actually doing. Thank you. I'm appreciative. They're going to have beautiful roads, beautiful sidewalks. It's all fantastic. Beautiful alleys. Yes. Loves those alleys. When it's all over, you eat yeah, off those alleys. It will be worth it. So. Um. <laughs> eat off those alleys. <laughs> and then uh, Alderman Redpath, who's uh, you know directing the meeting, uh, he's the chair of the uh, committee of the whole to, uh, last night. He was sure to uh, correct the record as you rightly did earlier as well. Well, m- Memorial Day's in May and Labor Day's in September. I just want to let you know. That. Oh, what did they say, Labor Day? Yeah, yeah. No. it's okay. I was Memorial Day. It's, yeah, that's when we do the alleys on Memorial Day. So no, we did those in like June. It's good that everybody knows when Memorial Day is, mm-hmm. right? Or Labor Day. And make sure it's it's. <laughs> well, now I feel like a, a jerk go. for for saying. Of course. That. 
All right, so coming back, uh, we will hear uh, Alderman McMiniman in new business talking about consolidating Capital Township with the city or with the county. And then we'll get to a couple of other citizens who decided to address the council. So uh, stay tuned. It's on the way here with the Council Roundup. Council Roundup on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Let's get some news. Here's Greg Bishop. Ray Lytle. All right, time for more of the Council Roundup. It's, it's, it's not magic. It's, just, it's science. All right, so back to um, the Committee of the Whole last night. All right. Only an hour long. Uh, we heard some of the happenings when it comes to what ordinance is going to go where and some of the substance of that. But now it's time for new business where Alderman McMiniman wanted to bring up something he saw in the newspaper last okay. week. Okay. On one side of the point, counterpoint, they had two elected officials from the the county. And, I had a, and on the other side, there was a non-elected official, uh, non-elected former official, um, Alderman Canman representing the other point of view. And, and this was about consolidating Capital Township into either the county or into the city. Okay. All right. So there was an editorial, a point-counterpoint type thing in the State Journal Register. So you had two elected county board members there. Versus make, a former municipal al- alderman. Well— no, well, the, the 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 pro side of having it go to the um, county, the two county officials wrote that, and yeah. then on the uh, opposition That's side, what I'm saying. you had former alderman Sam Canman pen that. Alderman McMiniman thought, well, that doesn't make much sense. I had a constituent call me and say, wait a minute, uh, Mr. Canman doesn't represent the city's point of view. Uh, the mayor represents the city's point of view. And the mayor should have had an opportunity to express the city's point of view on this. So he's asking for the mayor to do something and to bring forward like a, a some kind of measure to get the city's take on it. That the capital township funding source is exclusively real estate taxes. Real estate taxes go up year by year, rain or shine, just like we learned tonight when our uh, expected levy went up at 1%. We heard about that earlier. Uh, he also uh, had a lot of criticism for the county and some of their operations. He says, sure, they manage their budget appropriately, but they're not uh, free of fault. He said, if you remember when they uh, consolidated the elections offices, they bought a bunch of election equipment. Purchased a bunch of election equipment and machines that were then uh, soon thereafter considered um, unusable. So the county um, is not mistake-proof in, in what they do. Right. Did the machines work? Should, should I ask the Russians? I think they, they right, should ask the Russians. Um, it, it, that was several years ago, but he also talked about how uh, Sangamon County Health Department, we've talked about this before, when it comes to animal control, for yeah. instance, that cost keeps going up. The health department provides services to the unincorporated areas of the county and the county, but the county is making no appropriation to the health department, zero. Uh, whereas the city makes a very, very major appropriation to the health department. All right. So he wants to... Those townships should be rampant with coyotes because they're not paying for it. Well, I don't think the health department gets we coyotes. We should chase our city coyotes into those areas. Yeah, the, the, the health department doesn't get those coyotes. Oh. Um, so you've got, uh, you've got Alderman McMiniman wanting some kind of city resolution on this issue to get aldermen's take on which way they want to go with this. So then we'll see how the city council votes. If they're going to put on the city hat or their county hat or their township hat and let's see how the council votes again and let the public know 
Um, I think it's definitely in the city's interest to merge Capital Township with the city and not with the county for a whole bunch of reasons, which we can why go into further detail at another Joe? time. Well, that's a good question. Why, why, did, why did the state general register have <laughs> two know. currently elected officials for the county yeah. and a former alderman for Who the city that doesn't, doesn't speak make for sense. the city yeah. anymore? I mean, he's not he's not a city official anymore. So, yeah, uh, he wants the mayor to do something to get a resolution together quickly so that the city can vote on it. And then the mayor can then be the one speaking for the city instead of having former alderman Sam Canvin do it. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, there's other uh, issues that uh, that uh, they wanted to bring up, including um, Jerry Jacobson. He is uh, with the organization that's helping you know preserve old parts of Springfield. And early in the meeting, uh, he was supposed to talk about an ordinance, a resolution that would uh, get the city more involved in maintaining artifacts uh, from the 1908 race riot. This deals with the Carpenter overpass and right. the artifacts they found over there. So Jerry Jacobson uh, was a little caught off guard by this agreement that the city's moving forward with. By which the city would officially participate uh, in the agreement uh, among the federal and, and state and local uh, entities, we knew nothing about it. I found out about it, and so did others in that consulting party group, by pure chance when? Yesterday. So I want to make that I want to make that uh, statement because I thought that was not correct, not especially in light of everything that had gone on before. And he said there was a lot of transparency leading up to this point, and for a lot of the people involved in this to not know the city was moving forward with this, he was a little thrown off by it. But he said it's a good idea, uh, and the mayor said that uh, everybody's on board. But the city of Springfield, as well as all the other partners, have put in a lot of time, I think, as he mentioned, four years. I think, uh, quite frankly, uh, we're worn out and we're glad it's moving forward because that's what needs to be done. It should have been done three years ago. All right. So uh, they had another citizen address the council, and this individual has addressed the council multiple times in the past couple of weeks. Um, and, and I haven't aired anything that he had to say. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, Daryl Harrell. Daryl Harrell, 513 South 15th Street. I love that name. Good evening, Mr. Mayor. No disrespect intended to all involved. Say hello to Ralphie, boy. He is my security guard. So, Daryl, he had previously talked in other meetings about how he uh, is homeless or he uh, was uh, pretending to be homeless to understand the homeless population. He was talking about the mayor and just the homeless community and how the city's doing good things and how the city may be doing bad things and so on. So he's talked about this issue multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, last night during his presentation, and I have no way, I, I have not. Why does Daryl Harrell have a security card? <laughs> I have not verified this next bit of information he shares All with the right. city council, but I just, I'm going to put it out there because it was, uh, you know, on the public record last night. Every time I would go to the Lincoln Library, his intentions were to have me arrested. He had motives, opportunities, reasons, and provision. He's talking about uh, Willow Hearn, the library director. All right. I was given a contract to sign for re-entries, re-entry meeting all requirements and still no entry. Conclusion, October the 5th, 2018, Mr. Mayor, I was given permission from the Illinois State's Attorney Office to go to the city of Springfield Police Department, 800 East Monroe, Springfield, Illinois, 622. 701 and filed a police warrant to have Mr. Will O'Hearn arrested for obstruction of justice. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, Ralphie Boy and I are no threat to the library patrons. So the state's attorney asked that the city council remove the ban. 
My suggestion is that the city council install a metal detector because Ralphie was able to bring a toy gun into the city council meeting. With the, uh, the help of the Springfield police, we were able to detain Ralphie and the gun was taken away. Thank you, sir. What? And nobody said anything. They just, next. Daryl Harrell snuck a gun into... <laughs> A, a toy gun, he says. A toy gun. And, and he also got an arrest warrant for the director of the library. The director of the library arrested. And why does he have a security guard? Oh, my gosh. Who is Daryl Harrell? <laughs> I don't know, but he's, he, like I said. We know he pronounces the S in Illinois, <laughs> and w w he's got a security guard. That's how we know about it. So, I mean. I'm, 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 I'm actually interested in this person. Yeah. Um, I need I more imagine, I need more Daryl Harrell. I imagine we're going to hear more from him because, yes. again, he's been at every city council meeting. Uh, for like the past month or so. More Daryl Harrell. Uh, then we had another individual stand up to address the council. My name is Amy Brown. Hi. I am a parent and a resident here in Springfield. My she has a kid that goes to fifth grade in All Springfield. Right. Uh, she is there to talk about increasing the sales tax for uh, Springfield schools. 40% of the property uh, city of Springfield is untaxed. Yeah, they don't make that decision, right? 40% of the property in the city of Springfield is untaxable um, because it's owned by the state, the hospitals, or uh, the church. Um, at that... And that's, that's substantial. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. really that is. is. Uh, yeah. It's uh, quite a statistic to, to think about. Uh, but she ultimately was there saying, listen, I know you guys uh, had high taxes and talking tax increase there and here and there and the other. Uh, but she wants to advocate to the city council to support the... Sales tax increase countywide. She says District 186 really needs the money. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see how that vote goes come November. But uh, that's your council meeting from last night, right? Thank you, Greg. That is the council roundup, everybody. All right, 751. Be back with Sports 411 in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We're everywhere.